I was never really a Royals fan, but uh I'm here with Rob Chapman, GM of the Kansas City Royals. How's it going, Rob? It's going well. Yeah, it's going real well. Um, and as I was just saying, like I, I feel like I know almost everything about Kansas City. We play you guys so much. <laughs> Casey Mize loves to destroy us and suck against everybody else. Um, but, you know, the, the funny thing was that I started going through your roster. And what one thing I also do when I start these little deep dives when I'm going to interview somebody is I go to the stats plus page. I pull up that draft by years thing, kind of filter yeah. the first five years and then look at like the last, I don't know, probably five drafts and maybe move back two years. I don't look at the most recent two. And here I was expecting this Kansas city club to be this homegrown people that have taken in the draft. You know what I found out you've traded for like all these guys. None of these guys are homegrown. Yeah. I think uh, Cody Clemens and John Lee are my two drafted players that are playing for me right there might be a couple more but like those are the two guys but i did they did mostly come up through my minor league system so i'm, I'm gonna say i still kind of developed them a little bit so you stole uh, them to groom them that's how so what happened was when i when i joined the league kansas city was coming off of i don't know if they were like almost in the playoffs or not but they were, i think they had like 90 or so wins and I thought like it was going to be a very competitive team. And for whatever reason, um, out of the gate, they, they didn't play well at all. And we were hitting July in last place. And we had a lot of expensive players and a lot of veterans, a lot of really good players. I was, I was so surprised that they were terrible. Um, and that's when I, I, I kind of just decided I was going to trade everybody away and try to get like, guys that were close so like i was looking for in that like 19 to 23 year old range and i got most of my players that are now from those first six or seven trades i made so who they were those, all who those big names that you were trading away then oh gosh um uh wow i would have to look and see but um <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> i'm so care, bad with names but like uh I see them all the time now. Um, man, is there like a trade history? Somewhere? It's fine. I know Jake <laughs> Jeffries was a guy you. A yeah, guy you I had Jake away. Jeffries. I had, um, I had one of those really good third basemen. I don't know. I don't have yeah, to. It's fine. We won't we won't test your memory on it. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I went through and I saw you know I saw um, like Gustavo came over from Colorado. Yeah. Um, was he the main piece in that deal with the Rockies? Well, that was actually a pretty a pretty good um, deal for me, day. yeah. Because um, yeah, he was he was the one I was after. I was looking for guys with high contact, good speed, um, avoid K's, had to be high. I was I'm I've been trying to um, not to like, I mean I've been trying to build my way the way the Brewers are build my team the way the Brewers are built. Um, and I don't know if, 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 if they were built as intentionally as this, but I was very, I was looking for a very specific kind of player and my ballpark really favors lefties. So anyone that was left-handed bat, I was, um, going after them and, you know, I had a much better record at home than on the road last year. So yeah. we're definitely built for, um, built for Kauffman stadium. But yeah, I think, I think when I got him, I was really 
mainly excited about um, Julio Estever, who yeah. hasn't really gotten a whole lot of playing time for me, but I, I think he will this year. He's just not really good defensively. Um, but he was also, I think at the time, like a 65 contact, 65 avoid mm-hmm. Cates guy, but he's kind of hasn't, I think he's hasn't quite reached out, although he did hit um, 316 last year in limited playing time. Um, I was also looking at like personality traits. I was trying to get guys that were had high work ethic and high intelligence. I don't know how much that really plays into things. Um, but I always look for guys that are smart. <laughs> yeah. No, and, I went uh, after um, I went after Enrique Bradfield for the exact same reason. Yeah, um, he had. Really I, I really ethic. like him. He's he would be a perfect royal, actually. He will never be a royal. He'll never <laughs> be a royal. Unless he unless he goes through like six other teams, and now that yeah, yeah. now that Eddie's gone, like the chances of me trading him accidentally to the Rockies. <laughs> I mean, you, no joke. I think seven of these guys who are in your starting lineup are from the Rockies. Like it's yeah, various trades. Like Jason Neal came over from the Rockies. Gustavo came over. Billy Rounds, I think, came over from Colorado. Made a lot of deals with with Eddie, and uh, I, I don't know anyone, anyone that was in the league with Eddie knows that uh, he would, you know, you put somebody on the block, and within five minutes you'd have <laughs> a message <laughs> popping in the inbox from Eddie. Yeah, it's funny though. Like, I, I guess I didn't ever think of you as being this guy who is just busy trading all of the time. I mean, I feel like. I feel like of people in our division, that's Hodges to me. Like that's that's what I think of when I think of somebody who's just well, out there dealing all the time. Most of my trades came in that July of um, twenty. I guess it was that twenty nineteen, um, or was it twenty twenty? I'm getting my years mixed up too. Can't remember names or years. Uh, but most of my trades came in that July, and then in the off season. So each off season, I've made a couple bigger deals. Um, still looking for the same type of player whenever whenever anyone like tries to get a guy from me i'm like i'm looking for high contact high avoid case but now i'm trying to get people that can actually draw walks because we were dead last in the league in walks Um, oh yeah i feel that pain Uh, did you wait do do you remember offhand what year you took over like i i don't Um, know for certain yeah it was uh i can tell you that that that's easy to figure out because it was did you pick tillman i know tillman was was 2019 20 no i did not draft uh tillman 2019 okay. was my first year um because okay so in 2018 the royals had won 92 games and then the yankees uh opened up and retsky moved to the yankees so he had i mean he really did leave me a really talented team it was it was a good team i was i was pretty sure we were going to go to the playoffs and uh the very first trade i made was just a little bit of a salary dump for a guy that i didn't really think was as good as um, as uh, some of the other guys I had that could start, it was a pitcher, forget his name, but um, I remember sending a prospect away, which I never would have done if I knew <laughs> how things were going to go in order for someone to take this salary off my hands. Um, because, you know, Redsky does spend money, even when oh, yeah. he was in a small market team. Um, and then, yeah, so they had gone, they had won 92 games in 2018. And then it was during the offseason I took over. And I remember the long wait for the first game because I'd never done a league like this. And uh, just waiting <laughs> while everyone was signing free agents and I didn't really have any money to spend. Oh, yeah. Um, and then finally uh, we started playing games and I was like, man, why are, why are we so bad? But then, so 2019, 
uh, or so July of 2019 is when I started the rebuild. And by the end of the season, I had a really good idea what I wanted to do. I ran a few test leagues where I could figure out financial stuff. Cause I, like I said, I'd never been in a league with finances before really even played with them at all. Yep. So I kind of figured out what optimum ticket prices were for a small market team with an average fan loyalty. So I could try to <laughs> get a little bit more ticket revenue and yep. um, happy to say we're, we're going to go over 9,000 season tickets probably in tomorrow's sim. So um, that's a step up from last year. You got something to latch on to this off season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then the 2019 season, the first where I was there, we only won 64 games. Uh, the second season we won 69 and I was okay with that. Cause I wasn't expecting to do anything except for collect draft picks and, and see if I could have anyone have a good year and, and get more prospects. And then last year we started with an older team and by the end of last season, I pretty much had called up all the, or not all of, but a good number of the prospects that I think will be long-term Royals. So my trade, my trade frequency has gone down. I think I only made one or two this off season. Um, yeah, one of them was to send. I did do the. I, yeah, I made two, and they're both with Oakland. I think. <laughs> that should tell us everything we need to know. Yeah, but uh, and I didn't even. I wasn't planning on that. Um, I was just looking for a Evan White uh, upgrade for or a left-handed version of Evan White because, like I said, I love left-handed hitters. And um, I'm moving Cody Clemens to first base this year, and he's a righty, one of the few righties I'm going to keep around. So I was looking for a left-handed guy to platoon with him. And um, I really wasn't thinking I would take anyone the caliber of Anthony Rizzo, but when he made the offer, I was like, well, I got money to spend. And it's a little better than what I was wanting. So, and he can DH when he's not, you know, Oh yeah, playing first. So totally. I'm, well, that, even though, that... yeah, even though Rizzo is a much better defensive first baseman than Clemens, I'm, I still think that Clemens will develop into a pretty good, like 65, 70 first baseman. Um, so I'm still going to have him there all spring and see what happens and then go from there. Yeah, and, and Cody Clemens moved pretty fast. I mean, he was a part of that first draft class that you did in 2019 yeah. where you had Cody Clemens and Kirill I think were probably, I don't know if they were first and second round, second and third round, but they were two of the top picks. Did you think that both of those guys were going to move that quick and end up on the 21 roster? No, I, I didn't know. I still haven't quite figured out um, how to do drafting. My, my scouts never like anybody in the draft. And... Uh, thought so I, I mainly took Cody Clemens this is so dumb but I had like Kobe Clemens or one of the other Clemens guys in my organization <laughs> and so um I was like you know what I'll just like get another family member um <laughs> Rob so I kind of lucked keeping, into him <laughs> keeping the family together that's that's what we're doing in Kansas City and, and you wonder why this team hasn't been competitive in a couple of years yeah well I mean I'm gonna be competitive <laughs> nah but, uh, I'm just kidding you know, I, I thought you, you you do have the number five ranked farm system according to OSR, yeah. and um, you know Bowers and Funkhauser are kind of the two guys leading the way there. Um, is Bowers going to be in KC this year? 
Um, no, Bowers okay. will be lucky to get out of rookie ball this year. I think. Is he, is I feel he like the, okay, sorry, not, I'm confusing him. I think it's Funkhauser that I meant to ask the question. Yeah, like, Funkhauser, um, I think is gonna be in Double A this year. I don't think either one of those guys. I don't think anyone in my top few would be there. But I think that the guys that might make it up are. Uh, the Shambro, he's like a shortstop prospect. Um, oh yeah, I know all about he's, him. He's he's playing in the um, winter league right now. Um, he's got a shot, um, and I've got another um, Tyler Donaldson. He's Tyler Donaldson, shortstop. another, and so Donaldson might be. I don't know if he'd be more third or second base, but he's he's definitely playing shortstop right now. He could make it this year, but I don't think anyone else um my outfielders i got so many outfielders i don't even know what to do with them all um it's 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 really an embarrassment of riches there Uh, well a lot of people probably wouldn't consider them all great because none of them hit for a whole lot of power (laughs) yeah but i i like all of them and i would be comfortable with pretty much anyone in my um in omaha coming up this year at least as far as outfielders go I uh, got Gunnar Nelson. He's 23. He's got good contact. I've got Jeremy Kinney played most of last year in the big leagues. I don't think I have room for him this year. Um, Dan Bryant's a guy with good contact, good gap power, tough to fan. Uh, Brian Cooper is only 22. He's looking like he's going to be a major league outfielder. Garrett Mitchell's looking like a major league outfielder. And then um, another guy that's in uh, – so – in uh, the winter league, I got Bob Collins. He's only 21, but I think he could be an all-star. He, he actually does have power, <laughs> unlike most of my other outfielders. I'm just going after speedy, quick bats that can cover a lot of ground in Kauffman Stadium. So yeah, I'm actually surprised that you're not that you're not talking about Donaldson being handed that role. Like he he looks he looks ready and he looks defensively tough as hell. Yeah, I I. Don't, so what the main reason he's not is I really like Juan Ruiz at second. I really like Gus Lopez at short, and I really like uh, DeSantis at third. So like, and then now I've got um, I got Rizzo DHing or else Cody Clemens DHing. So like, where's where's Donaldson gonna play? I I just don't know where to put him, and um, I don't think so because I'm a small market team. I feel like this is probably going to be the last year for uh, Soto and Ruiz in Kansas City. So as those two guys move down, then DeChambro and, and Donaldson would be able to come up. So you're um, looking to cash in then at some point with, with some yeah. of these, these guys. Yeah, I'm not going to be re-signing a lot of people. So um, I don't know who all knows this, but I work part-time for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes hockey team. Oh, I know because I've seen um, my name on a scoreboard before. (laughs) And I've, yeah. And I, uh, I feel I've, I've paid really close attention to uh, GM Don Waddell. And um, so they have like a committee, like our GM isn't a sole GM. He's basically dealing with the owner, Tom Dundon and Rod Burnamore, the head coach. And the three of them basically make all the personnel decisions together. And, um, they have this philosophy because, you know, the Hurricanes are also a small market team mm-hmm. um, 
they have this philosophy where you 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 get this core of like four players, four or five players, and that's your core. And pretty much anyone else is expendable, replaceable. Um, so when you think you can cash in and you know get younger players for them, you go ahead and and, and deal them away while keeping your core together. And I I see that's um, that's what I'm going to be doing here in Kansas City. Um, so I haven't figured out who my core is. I I want to <laughs> say Gus Lopez is part of my core, but like if he gets too expensive and I've got these other guys. Right. But like, I think um, I got other guys actually can play shortstop better than him. So like Donaldson would, if Donaldson were to come up, he would play short and Lopez would probably move to second base. Um, Because I do know that the first guys to be moving on are Soto and Ruiz. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've got, you've got like a good, I mean, I, I know this, but it sounds like you've got a good um, deep well of talent to draw from over the next couple of years and whether or not you're moving these pieces to um, acquire other talent, you know, to kind of push you over the hump, or if you're moving these guys up and, you know, using some of the older players to, to bring in that talent, it seems like you should have um, plenty of assets at your disposal yeah. to be able to, to get the talent you need. Yeah. And so that's the other thing that like, you know, I've got this plan in place and everything, um, I've thought out and I have all these stupid spreadsheets where I like track player development and I think I know what I'm doing but you know the hard thing about this league is is just the pace and it's hard not to you know this just make a deal yeah <laughs> you no, know like um if 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 it gets to to a thing where I'm like two games out and it's the trade deadline am I going to be able to resist the urge to pile you know three prospects in for a, a game-changing guy that I won't be able to afford the next off season, you know, <laughs> like that's going to be the hard part for me is, is, is staying, sticking to the plan and um, staying on course. Yeah, totally. Well, we talked a lot about the offense. How about we flip over to the pitching side? Um, yeah. Like I said, um, Casey Mize, <laughs> I'm familiar with. I, I haven't <laughs> looked at his record against Detroit. I feel like he's 15 and L if I had to guess, but something along those lines. And, uh, you know, he came over from the Jays. Jason Neal came over from the Rockies. Bubik came over from the Red Sox. I know you said you grew a lot of these guys through your minor league system. Are those those kind of your big names um, that you think of when you think of the Kansas City rotation? Yeah, yeah. So last year, I brought in Felix Hernandez, hoping he would, um, you know, have a great year and be somebody I could trade away for some prospects. And that didn't work out. But he's he's going to be probably my opening day starter again this year. Um, and he's 35 years old, but beyond him, it's going to be Mize, um, Bubich. I don't know if you say Bubik, Bubich. Whatever. <laughs> it all sounds uh, dirty. It doesn't matter what yeah, you Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, Jason Neal, Chris Rivers. I also like Evan Smith a lot. He probably will end up in Omaha. Um, but those guys will be my starters. I, last year, I, I, I gave everyone – I had one with a six-man rotation for the first – 10 starts and then narrow it down to five. Um, I probably won't do that this year. I'll probably start with a five-man rotation. Um, if I do six, it'll just be for like a couple times through the rotation. Mm-hmm. And I probably won't even do that at, at all. Um, I think I've got a few guys that could end up in the rotation if people struggle. Like um, uh, I brought in Joe Kelly, he's 33 years old. I think he could start in a pinch and 
um, uh, in the my, in the the Rule Five draft, I got uh, Masanobu Mochizuki. Um, <laughs> I think he could start if needed, um, but I think those other guys will probably do the bulk of the work. And they're all, um, with the exception of. Felix Hernandez, they're all 24, 25, 26. Um, so they should be around for several years. I'm not, I feel like I've got um, a ton of hitting talent. I'm not as deep on the pitching side. So I'll probably be drafting a lot of pitchers this year. And if I do make any deals, I'll be trying to get young arms. Um, I got a guy in the winter league, Pete Williams, who I'm excited about. He's only 21, so he's probably a little while away. As you mentioned earlier, uh, Funkhauser should be a major league arm. Um, both Williams and Funkhauser are probably going to start in double A this year. Um, I don't know if if there's anyone in Omaha who's close. Uh, maybe, maybe Kevin... Nost, I'm not sure if he's really going to make it. Depends on how accurate my scouting reports are. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. seems to play well, but I don't think he's really highly rated um, or regarded by my scouts. But so yeah, that's where my focus is is kind of shifting to is trying to build the um, pitching staff up. Um, I do have some really good relievers that are young. Um, I mentioned John Lee earlier, one of the first, I think he was actually the first player that I drafted that played in a game. I think he beat Cody Clemens by a few weeks. <laughs> uh, and he's, he's really good. He only has two pitches. I really love four pitch pitchers, but if you've got two pitches and they're both knockout pitches, you can be a good reliever. And, um, yeah. um, and I got, Henry Lockwood is a guy I think my scouts love. I think he should be really good. Um, but he just was awful when he played in Kansas City last year. But then he'd go down to Omaha and just, like, tear it up. So uh, he'll be he'll be making the 26-man uh, roster this year. So we'll see if he shows any improvement. Um, I really – I really spent a lot of time in the offseason working on the bullpen. I brought in free, my, my only big free agent name was Addison Reed. And is that that big? I don't know. <laughs> but that's the only guy. I think I'm spending like $5 million a year on him, which is like like a billion dollars for most other owners. Because um, <laughs> no. I, when, I, uh, when we started the offseason, I think I only had like one player that was slated to make over. I think like – no, I had Felix, Felix Hernandez and uh, um, one other guy that was going to make over a million. And uh, so now I've got several millionaires. You got to do a philosophy with the bullpen. You know, we talked to Cole when we talked to him. Um, you know, he talked about doesn't care who gets outs, just wants dominant late inning arms. Um, but there's been a couple of GMs I've talked to that are like, yeah, I want a closer. I want a guy I can go to in the ninth. I want a guy I can go to in the eighth, more traditional setup. Do the Royals mix and so, match? Two years ago, back in 2019, I had this problem where like my arm, they were always exhausted. And so I, I moved a couple guys that were starters into the bullpen to try to build the stamina. Cause like when I looked at my roster, I noticed like everybody had like a 25 or 30 in stamina. And that's why they were getting so tired. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to carry a couple guys that are kind of like 
could be starters if necessary just to eat innings in the bullpen but anyone else i'm just i don't know if i have a specific philosophy um you know people my age <laughs> typically in their upper 40s typically like the setup man and closer roles and um i kind of see uh luis martinez as my closer and um lee and lockwood as my setup guys but i don't know uh, I, I kind of anyone that can get somebody out is good. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me. I uh, yeah. I'll take I'll take whatever system works, and so far yeah. they all just lead to some sort of implosion. I've had I've had a terrible time with bullpen so far, but yeah, maybe I'm this gonna year try to even I'm gonna try to even trade for relievers at this point because <laughs> nothing seems to work. Well, I got relievers through the Rule 5 draft, through free agency, and through my farm. All, I got all, all three ways for yeah. 2022. So we'll see, see how, how it goes. Out. Yeah. Well, let's see here. What else do I got on the docket for you? Um, how about we jump back to the offense again real quick? Sure. So, um, you know, we've heard you talk a lot about uh, DeChambeau. Um, I know that you like that he has high contact. What are you thinking for his for his ETA? Like, is he a guy that you want to get into the mix this year so that he can get some experience? I would say that the only way he gets in the mix this year is going to be through injuries. Um, I, I got two um, non-roster guys that I'm bringing the spring training to go for. The, so I actually have um, an extra spot in my infield um, because, uh, you know, I mentioned Gus Lopez at short, uh, DeSeda's at third, and then Julio Soto and Juan Ruiz, Ruiz are like my second baseman, and, you know, Ruiz can play anywhere. But uh, that next spot will go to either John Ballard, a former guy I've, I'm bringing in just to see if he makes a team, or else Julio Torres. I needed somebody who would be comfortable not getting a lot of playing time because this is like the, the fifth infielder. So there's not going to be a whole lot of playing time associated with that. So I don't want to put a top prospect there and have him not play. Um, so it really would take a major injury to one of my starters for, for him to, to be up this year. Um, and even then, I wouldn't know whether Donaldson or uh, DeChambeau would get the call. They're both pretty close to me. Like, I think it's neck and neck there. Um, I agree. And I'll probably, so out of Torres and Ballard, whichever guy doesn't make the team is probably going to be in Omaha. But they've got that that minor league contract where they can opt for free agency after 30 days if they want to. I've signed a number of guys to that in my time in the league. And I think only one of them ever became a free agent. The rest, I just guess we're just like, screw it. I'm going to stay here and play triple it's, it's ball. Beautiful. I love barbecue. Yeah. Or Omaha's they're, they're in Omaha. <laughs> but, you know, maybe they, they're big college baseball fans so they love omaha i don't know <laughs> who do you think the next big thing is for uh, kansas city offensively is it Kara? um well i think i think probably bob collins is gonna be the next guy that really lights up things um Kirilov is good i, I I have trouble finding playing time for him. Um, I think he would be 
it'd be good. Like like I said, my outfield, <laughs> like Blanchard's my leadoff man. Um, he's one of two guys that can draw walks on my team. <laughs> and uh, and then Billy Rounds is like my center fielder. He's got some pop. Um, I did explore trading rounds this off season. I remember that, but I didn't actually find. I I got into talks with two or three different people and um, and didn't get far enough along to to get rid of him. Um, but I still like him. It's nothing personal. <laughs> uh, but well, I if, think my starting out home, I'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Blanchard rounds and and Hasley, Adam Hasley, I got from Seattle last year um and uh he came up and hit 300 for me in september um so he'll probably be my starting right fielder and then between Karoloff and 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 julio estever both of those guys um deserve playing time too so i don't know i i might just have to give guys a lot of days off so that everyone gets some playing time you just you're just hoarding these guys at this point yeah. <laughs> I, I like the mentality though for kc to have, actually makes a lot of sense to make sure you've got that depth so all right we know we know you we have a ton of guys that you want to play um you're going to play yeah. a bunch of them um you're gonna throw some pitchers in and they're gonna make some starts where do you expect to finish in the al central can you win it Gosh, so um, I don't know. I, I know. Okay, so the the AL Central is not the best league in ML or the best division in MLB Pro, but I feel like it's the most active division in MLB Pro. Uh-huh. And I feel like um, everyone just pays so much attention to their team that it's going to be tough. Like I, I don't know where I sit. Like. It's, until the games start being played, I mean, I feel like Chicago is getting better. Detroit's getting better. Um, Minnesota was already good, and I don't know if they've lost much. Um, no. As long as they've got Copeland, that's like a run a game right there. Yeah, I mean, they lost um, Arenado but replaced him with Coward, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Indians were really good last year. Um, so I just feel like I could finish anywhere in this division. Uh-huh. That's my thought. That's my legitimately. Thought I could be first or last, <laughs> and not be surprised. So um, I'm just trying to look at uh, you know setting a goal. My goal last year, I was I was saying an optimistic 81 wins, and I I got pretty close. Um, so I'd like to jump to uh, you know 90 this year. Don't know if it'll happen, but um, that's kind of my target is 90 wins. And is there any wins enough for the playoffs? I don't know. Yeah, I almost wonder if you'd have to shuffle that roster a little bit to get to 90 wins. So when I was when I was looking through it, you know, you, you said you're light down pitching, and that's what it feels like to me as well. Um, you have, you know, a decent number of hitters that are above average. I don't I don't see like a ton of superstar talent either. Um, yeah, but but there's plenty of talent there to win. 80 to 90 games. I just don't know if there's enough talent there in its current incarnation of the roster to win more than 90 games. Is that right. kind of how you feel? That's sort of what I Yeah, so I'm playing with a philosophy um, that I don't know if it translates to uh, to MLB Pro or to out-of-the-park baseball, but um, there's this way of thinking. So, you know, when 
when I was a kid, you built your, you know, you put your speedy guy up at the top and then you had like a high contact guy after him and then you had your three power hitters and then you kind of, you know, went to more all around players. And then in the seven hole, you put another power bat. Like there was this, yep. this unbalanced thing. And so the philosophy that I've been following, um, which is, uh, I don't know if you guys pay attention to college baseball at all, but it's a big thing in East Carolina University, where you kind of look for more consistency throughout your lineup, and you're focused on getting guys on base and putting balls in play, and there's this thing called productive outs. So what you don't want is strikeouts. Um, you want to put the ball in play because some of these ground outs are now basically it's like a sacrifice you know um good things happen when you put the ball in play you know you're you're forcing the other team to field the ball and to throw the ball accurately and then the uh, guy at the base has to catch the ball like none of those things have to happen on a strikeout right so the philosophy that i'm going on is to have everyone from one to nine you know be at least a 65 in contact and at least a 55 in and uh, avoiding K's, which in in this league of 55, you still strike out 130 times. <laughs> but um, it's there's just not enough 70 avoid K guys out there for me. Um, but yeah, so you 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 build this consistent lineup where anyone can produce at any time, um, and then the home runs are gravy. I'd like to have a little bit more power, um, but I think that's kind of how I'm. You know, when you when you mentioned it had a lot of, you know, good players, but not really any great players. I think that's part of the plan is to because great players, you have to pay a ton. <laughs> and there's only a few. I mean, there's aren't that many, you know, Copeland's out there in this league. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm content with not having stars and just having um, good guys that are gonna move guys around the the bases Um, and i think that's okay too so you know when i said great players even just like you know guys that 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 are like four war players yeah guys like that like you've essentially got you know gus that that did that last year and then just a smattering of guys you know between one and two war like across the rest of the offense and i i get that guys will develop um so there might be there might be growth there where you where you see extra wins there as well um, and the but same I do, thing kind of when I flip to the pitching side too. Yeah, I do agree with you on the pitching. I, I, I might have to package some some people for top arms because I don't really have. So I've done kind of the same thing on the pitching side and it hasn't really worked is I'm trying to find guys that, you know, if I can't find guys out there that have like 80 stuff, well, I'm trying to guy, find guys that are at least, you know, 65 and everything. And um, those are hard to find. And those are kind of hard to find, but I've, I've got a good number of guys that are, you know, I look when I look at the roster page, I'm looking for all green, like all three columns green on my pitchers. And those are the guys that I want to have up in the majors, um, which I think green might be 55 and up um, on that view. But yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of green on my pitching staff now. In fact, I think I only have two yellows on the whole staff and that's uh, movement for John Lee, who was one of my 80 stuff guys. So he gets an exception. And then, King Felix has a 50 in movement, <laughs> yep. but he's 105 years old. So. He is, if he's a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I covered everything that I wanted to go through on the 
on the Royals team. Like I said, I play you guys a lot. It'll be it'll be fun. You know, you and I have talked yeah. about how you know you're building this team of high contact hitters um, that don't strike out, and I'm building trying to build this pitching staff of <laughs> guys who yeah. strike out a lot of hitters. It's like it's going to be this ongoing battle to see who <laughs> who wins our chess match and our yeah. uh, what do we play each other 22 times a year or something like that. Yeah, well, I was jealous of your uh, Devin Lewis pickup. I think that's going to be a real, a real asset yeah, for you. He, uh, man, I wish I had made an offer on him. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people have have said that now. Um, yeah. Yes, I was very excited um, for a team like mine that never walks. I think he'll he'll draw a fair number of walks and hit home runs and do a lot of good. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, and I, and I had the same revelation that you did. So it's interesting to hear you talk about it. Um, I realized I also didn't have a lot of guys that walked um, and just didn't get on base um, at a very high clip. And so I made that kind of a focus over the past year or two as well. Yeah. And sort of the flip side of what you've had going on, I felt like I had so much pitching and it was all coming through at the same time and um, didn't really have hitting at positions where I needed it. And you know, you talked about Jeremy Kinney earlier, and you and I struck a deal for him um, in the Vado salary eat trade. Um, even even just sending off, you know, even sending off a bat like that hurt because I knew that I didn't have a lot of um, top tier hit- hitters coming through. But I also knew that, um, like Kansas City, I felt like I was okay in the outfield, and that's what precipitated that um, Devin Lewis trade too. Is some of those guys coming through, but yeah, right, plenty, 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 plenty about the Tigers. So everyone knows that. <laughs> well, I think um, if I had to pick a, a weakest link on my team, it probably is catching. Um, I do have a couple of guys that might develop um, coming through, but they're they're all a ways off. Um, David Davies hasn't really hit like I w- would have hoped. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I'll find, I'll find a way to get a catcher eventually that's maybe a little more top shelf. Um, I got a guy, Hagen Donner. Hagen Donner. That's like the best name ever. Called you get ice cream night. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, uh, uh, I don't know. He, he, I've had, I've had a few guys that since we went to the new way that the game looks at scoutings that don't look as impressive as they used to. And he's one of them that, I was like, you know, a year ago, I was sure he would be a major league catcher. And now he's kind of like mm, 50 contact. I don't know if he'll make it for me. Um, oh, and if I could gripe for one more second about that. Um, oh, yeah, go for it. Nander Desades, my starting third baseman, like he was he was like a 75, like before we did the transition in contact. And now he's 65. And I was like, or he's like 60 with 65 potential, but he was 70 with 75 potential before. And I hope he gets that back because I gave him a lot for him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, I think sometimes what we have to realize with that is yeah. that nothing actually changed. Right. We just, we just got a more clear view, view of yeah. what's going on right so yeah in some ways it almost helps you right i hope so i hope that it's just a different view of the same ratings and not like something gone terribly wrong but he's still a fantastic defensive third baseman and, and uh, when when looking at ways to improve my pitching staff without replacing everybody i did look a lot at you know at the defensive side of things and i think i've 
upgraded that a bit. And if 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 Clemens does what I think he will at first base, then I should be solid um, around the infield and the outfield defensively. So that might help my pitchers a little. I don't know. It should. You'd think so. Yeah. Well, where do you think – What you've got to put a prediction out here. So how many wins – how many – I know you said what the yeah. goal is, but, like, what do you – if you had to – Get to bet your life plus or minus five wins. I'll say 88. 88, which would be yeah. what did you just say, an eight game improvement? Well, no, I didn't actually reach the um, the uh, goal of 81. I think I'd let me check. I think it was 79 wins. Okay, um, I thought maybe you came in at 80, but 79 would be it, you know, it might be plus. 80. Um, it was yeah, 78 wins. 78. So that would be okay. a 10 win improvement. 10 I think I could do 88. Oh, I think man. I can do that. You stake your life to a 10 win improvement. All right, I'm. Because we definitely played a lot better after I called up all these guys and made a few trades than we did. And so Kansas City last year started out pretty solid. And then um, in May and June, we kind of fell off. Like, But April, we I think we started like seven and three or something like you that. You must have played the White Sox a lot to start. Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. <laughs> um, Sorry, Hedges. Uh, but then, yeah, then we kind of fell off. But then after the All-Star game, after I brought up the Sadas and was focused on getting that infield picked up a little bit, um, we we did pretty good down the stretch. Um, uh, had a couple. I think we were over 500 in August and September even. I don't have to go back and look. But, yeah, I think, um, I think 88 is very possible. Sweet. Well, I'm excited to see what happens. That's my prediction. uh, Front row seats to this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, You'll have to do bad to help me get to that goal. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. We're we're gonna we're gonna work on not doing that. But you know, we could just make the AL Central the new AL West and have all the good teams come. That'd be amazing. But let me tell you something. While you said that you played great the last two months, we did not. We played the AL West. We got destroyed. I don't know what our record was against that division, but if I had to guess, I would say we won one full series worth of games <laughs> against that entire division. It was probably all against Scott. I did not do good against the Angels, but I think I, I think I had one. I think I had a four-game split with Seattle. I think I went in 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 one series. I think we were two and two in one series. I think they probably swept the rest of the games. I say I, I think know. they swept the shit out of the Tigers. <laughs> That's how I recall it. But yeah. Well, hey, this is gonna be game. great. I'm just we're excited. Gonna... We're gonna have a game soon. This is gonna yeah. be great. <laughs> we're gonna have spring training games. Everything's gonna get rolling. Maybe some of these free agents will sign. I know I've got outstanding offers sitting out there. I'd love to just get moving and set some lineups. That would be great. I've got no offers outstanding anymore. Um, Must be a good feeling. I've got everything just ready ready for spring training. Locked and loaded. (laughs) All right, Rob. Well, this is fun. Um, I hope we can chat again during the season. I think the way I'm envisioning um, rolling this little segment through the season is once I've done teams, um, here leading up to opening day, I'm going to try to talk about different minor league levels throughout the year. So I might swoop back through and, you know, do a triple A week and, you know, reach out. To some I'll tell you, Omaha is going to be good again this year. Yeah, see, and that's what we can do. <laughs> It'll be fun. We'll talk about Omaha. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Thanks, thanks, Jim. Yeah, yeah no problem. I'll see you later. Absolutely. Let me stop here.